Welcome to the Haunted Hangover Podcast. I'm Louie. And I'm joined by, once again, my boy, Grimy. Becoming a regular. That's your, you are a regular. That's it. That's, there's not. There's no becoming grimy. That's it. You're you you're like you know what you are. You're like a gang member, but you have you're part of two gangs. Oh, I'm you're, a gang part, member. Hell yeah. You're, you're like it's like the Bloods and Crips, but instead it's the Leftover Pizza Podcast and the Haunted Hangover <laughs> Podcast. In your case, so that's dope, man. If if you had to pick a color for leftover pizza, a gang color, what would it be? Oh man, it's got to be two. It's pink, neon pink, and neon green. So those would be your gang colors for the those leftover gang pizza. colors, man. Represent. That, that's what you would be representing. That mm-hmm. would be your flag. The haunted yeah. hangover color would obviously be orange because a lot of our shit is orange. I'm wearing a lot of orange today, as you can see. <laughs> um, but orange would be our uh, our gang color. So dope. Gr- grimy. You'd have three flags at this point, man. You'd have three because leftover pizza's got two colors. So that's true. True. You know what I mean? So you'd have the oh, yeah. the what did you say? The the, the hot pink and, and blue. Hot pink and neon green. <laughs> neon green, sorry. Yep. And then you've <laughs> got the then you've got the orange, the bright ass Halloween orange representing haunted hangover. Listen, man. You're breaking barriers here, man. <laughs> you're, a po- you're you're bra- you're you're breaking the podcast gang war uh barrier here. Halloween podcast. Well, Kind of, but nonetheless. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm, talk- I'm talking shit here. I'm talking. <laughs> Somehow <laughs> I was able to take <laughs> Halloween and podcasting and associate it with ga- gang culture in some way. <laughs> so <laughs> happy spooky season, everyone. But yes, <laughs> it is the spooky season, grimy. And we've been talking about doing this uh, this episode for a while. Um, it's the first haunted hangover episode ever was uh halloween memories i don't know if you knew that did you know that i didn't know that the first yes, one no the shit. very first episode dave and i talked about we thought it was fitting to talk about halloween memories and i believe him and i have done it twice and you know you, you start to run out of memories <laughs> you start to kind of oh, like yeah you start to lose them you, you repeat yourself which i'm sure i've done here at the podcast several times i've repeated myself Countless, countless times. Um, and then I, I had Manny on, and I had Manny talk about some Halloween memories. And, and that got me thinking, you know, that would be something I would want to, you know, people like you who, you know, are always at this point, like we just joked, but you're basically a, a member of the Haunted Hangover crew at this point, you Hell know, yeah. and like, like Manny, who, who joined us earlier this year. You know, it, it's fun to kind of get other people's Halloween memories instead of me kind of regurgitating the same kind of couple memories and repeating myself. I say, no, it's, it's fun to have other people come on here and share their memories. And, and I've been trying to do that more with guests and obviously members of the Haunted Hangover crew squad, just kind of having them share some. Maybe people that haven't in the past got a chance to share some and you really haven't. I don't think I've ever no, asked man. you. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been like grimy. I think we've we've talked about, you know, I think when you were first on, the very first time we talked about, you know, I usually got my go-to, you know, what do you love about Halloween? What made you fall in love with the holiday? But I didn't really dabble in any memories. So in this episode, we thought it would be fun to do that. Talk some grimy Halloween memories. Cause, and this is mostly going to be a grimy, heavy memory show, if I'm keeping it real here, because... I'm all out. I'm shooting blanks right now, man. So. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah. No problem here. I, this is the stuff that I like to do right here is talk about things that you don't necessarily need notes for. When you do shows like me and you do and with your podcast, my podcast, it's it's very note heavy. It's very uh, research heavy. And it's like Formulaic this right here. At times, kind absolutely. Of yeah. Strict this formula. Is, <laughs> this is just two dudes shooting the shit basically and talking about shit that they really, really enjoyed as a kid or whatever Spooky back shit. then. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, I mean, this is, in my opinion, this is what Leftover Pizza is all about, too, is just, like, talking about old memories and stuff that affected us on a personal level and um, shaped the human being we are now. So, yeah, yeah perfectly fitting. Exactly. It's you reminisce and nostalgia obviously plays a part into what we both do. 
And <laughs> what's more nostalgic than memories and, 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 and talking from the heart? You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yep. So grimy, we're going we're gonna to just jump right in. We're not playing any games here. We're done with the gang, the gang shit. We're done with, the, <laughs> with all that talk. And we're going to just dive into... putting it down for the colors. Yeah, we're putting it down. We're going to wave our flags, <laughs> wave them high, wave them around our heads and, and jump right into it. And we're going to start with you. We're going to start right, right with your memories and, and dive in. And I'm going to be honest, for the listeners, I don't know what any of these memories are. So I'm listening to yep. them. I'm hearing them for the first time, just like all of you. So, Granny, Just raw dogging it. Raw, raw dog, you know me. I love my innuendos. Shooting blanks and raw dogging. Monday Night Raw, one of my favorite yeah. programs. But yes, <laughs> grimy, take it away. The moon rises and the night overweight. Happy Halloween. So I have two very, very distinct memories that, for whatever reason, stuck with me, and I feel like they've effectively shaped the way I see the season, both from a very young age and this uh this happened around the same time no doubt like I'm, I'm almost certain they're like probably within the same three or four years span so i'll start with this first one here uh there's a common thing i noticed between people here in, in like what we're into i guess like halloween horror or nostalgia for these two different things um there seems to be this like person who gets us into these things for most of us not everybody like for me um th that would have been like my neighbor and my uncle at one point um specifically my uncle though my uncle russ uh really awesome dude he's no longer with us uh, tragic accident a long time ago um but certain things he did around the halloween season really stuck with me and i think that's why i view the season the way i do now uh our relationship probably wasn't like the most strongest or anything. Like we weren't hanging out at each other's houses every day or nothing, but like these things really left this everlasting impression on me. And it's enough for me to remember it now. So when I was like four or five years old, uh, I remember going trick or treating over his house at one time. And it, I mean, he built this homemade casket. So like out of wood and everything, it's a really, really sturdy piece. It's a humongous piece too. Um, he could fit his entire body into it. So, and I like, I, I know how I'm picturing it right now, how it was like this really, really awesome piece. It was probably just like a really, really simple piece, but that's like the power of nostalgia. They, they kind of, when you think about it as a kid, it, it, it looks a lot bigger than what's actually there and a lot more serious. I'm sure it was just a real simple little thing that he put together, but nonetheless, he built a coffin and he would have this coffin kind of like sitting on a table and he would be laying in it, and he was dressed up as Dracula. He had, like, the widow's peak, the whole getup. I mean, he looked like Dracula jumped off of the screen from the Universal Monsters, <laughs> like, just spitting image of it. So what he would do is lay in this coffin very, very still. You wouldn't know if this was a prop or if it was a real person. So the trick-or-treater would walk into the house, into this, like, kind of mudroom-esque area, and he'd be laying in there. The lights would be all dim. I think he had like a red light or something. And they would come up to get candy. And he would just slowly rise up and do this like, <laughs> like this whole like Dracula moan yeah. kind of thing. And just scare the shit out of kids. Like I rem it worked on me. I was terrified. Like I, I bolted back out of the house. I had no idea what was happening. I just knew I needed to get the fuck out of there. But like... <laughs> It just really stuck with me as a kid and like seeing how fun it was to watch all the other kids go in there. Like my siblings went in there and the same thing happened. It just, I don't know, one of them things that's really, really cool. And I feel like we all have that one person who kind of got us there, I guess. Do you have anything like that? Like a Yeah, so it's funny. I, you know, I had an uncle as well, no longer with us. Um, he, I wouldn't say Halloween ever... I wouldn't say Halloween was ever his thing. Okay. He didn't really, he, so he did like horror. So horror was a big, big kind of deal with him, but he did like kind of, you know, at a young age, when you start seeing your start, you start, you start to get exposed to stuff that you're not supposed to at that age. So if you're like six years old and you're seeing glow, a glow in the dark skeleton t-shirt. So I don't like my uncle, this uncle I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. Had I remember a it was it's black T-shirt and it had skeletons all over it, 
and that's what they did. They gl- they glowed in the dark, and I th- I remember that vividly being something really cool, and I gravitated towards. And then obviously with him, you know, at the time he was living with my grandmother, and I'd stay at my grandma's house a lot, obviously because my mother was working and stuff, and she dropped me off there, and. He was the person that, and it sounds like this uncle of yours, probably in the same boat, he would play stuff like The Exorcist when it was on TV. He'd be the guy that would control the the, the remote control and put this shit on when I obviously okay. wasn't supposed to be watching it. So I don't really correlate Halloween with him so much, but I do kind of associate like horror and just alternative weird shit with him. Mm. You know, I don't have any yeah, memories. Yeah, I don't have any memories like you do with this song. And, and by the way, I have some yeah. questions that pertain to your memory. Oh, yeah. We'll get to those. <laughs> I'll get to yeah. those in a second. But this uncle was more the horror kind of guy and, and kind of science fiction and weird movies that right. I, I was exposed to at an early age and kind of some kind of subculture weird shit like graphic t shirts and skeletons. And he was oh, really yeah. into like techno music. And like, okay. like yeah, and nice. some of that stuff back in the like early '90s had dark undertones and things like that, and weird kind of samples from like Nightmare on Elm Street. And he would yeah. play this stuff, and I always kind of was like scared by it, but also intrigued. And and obviously, it molded mm-hmm. me for the person I am today in a way. Um, but I would associate, and I've said this on the show before, um, when it comes to Halloween, the biggest influences on me were my grandmother, who's she's no longer with us either. And uh, my mother, my mother loves Halloween. Her, I've said it on the show. Her birthday is the 30th of October. So like she loves, she's always loved Halloween. And as a kid, I, I, you know, the two, I've talked about my grandmother's party when I was this party that always stays with me in my memory when I was about four or five years old. So yeah, I, I have family members, not really an uncle, but I do. I feel like everyone has that uncle. Everyone's got that uncle that just it, it always seems to be the <laughs> uncle too. Yes. Like that, I like know Derek, he, he's got an uncle too. That's like it's all out horror, video yeah. games, and like Halloween stuff. It's just it's insane, man. And, and to go back to your uncle, was he the younger sibling? Um, I don't think he oh, was the youngest. Usually he, they're the younger. <laughs> Right, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm honestly not certain. You're There's not certain. Okay. like seven or eight of them. Wow. Uh, I'd have Big him kept out on like <laughs> dude, yeah, huge. Um and this is my great uncle too, by the way. Oh, this wow. is like Yeah, he's he's out there. So this um, is your grandmother's brother. Right? Is yes. that what a great a great yep. uncle is? Yeah, I've got a couple of yes, those too that are still yep. uh still around. Um so to to go back to the coffin. Now, in your description, I don't know, I don't know if maybe I missed it. Was this just a wood coffin, or did he spray paint this coffin black or something? It was spray painted. It was it definitely was, it painted was. black. Okay, it was. It was painted black. So, yep. wow. So, he actually had to put in some some work in creating. Mm-hmm. The, uh, all I'm picturing is, like, this splintery wood from, like, Home Depot or something. Yeah. Kind of <laughs> nailed together. <laughs> Again, like you said, you're, you're looking at it from when you were a kid. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, you were scared. You were frightened by this image of him hiding and then popping up as Dracula. But I- I'm sure it wasn't the most comfortable, y- you oh, know, no, place no to way. lay in. I'm sure he got a split. You had to p- pick out a splinter or two. That's mm-hmm. why I was like, I- it's crazy that he built this thing, spray painted it, and was committed to laying in it. And sca- that is the sign of someone that loves Halloween and loves to scare the shit out Absolutely. of children oh, yeah. on Halloween. Yeah. So mm-hmm. <laughs> that was really that was the one thing I was like, I don't know if I if I missed it or not, if he had spray painted it or if it was because it would be kind of funny if it wasn't fra- spray paint. Like it was it would still work if it was just yeah. like this wood brown color coffin. <laughs> but the fact that he took the yep. time into actually painting it. Is, is oh, yeah. I, I remember it being painted for sure. I don't know whether he used like a. a acrylic paint or like what kind of paint or if he sprayed it or what but like (laughs) it was a beautiful piece i'm telling you like i i look at tutorials online all the time and this is you know way back in the early 90s zero youtube zero yeah so there's like nothing there telling him how to make this thing but i mean he did it he was good with his hands he figured it out and um but he used it several years in a row what happened to it I'm not, I couldn't wow. tell you. I have no idea. I'll have to, I'm not really close with them family members much yeah. anymore. So I would have to like reach out to one of them and see. But uh, speaking of which, his youngest son, 
I feel like he kind of passed the torch down then. Mm. He didn't use this. He kind of did his own scenario where he would like, he they wrapped him up like a mummy <laughs> and he would like sit in a chair like beside the door Yeah. as you walked into this mudroom area and he would hold the bag or the this big like cauldron of candy or whatever, or this uh, bowl of some sort. Um, He would just sit there and wait and kind of the similar thing. You wouldn't know if it was a person or like a prop. Yeah. So you'd walk up. And as you're like reaching into the candy, he would like grab your arm. Dude, it just extremely effective. Like kids weren't sure what to expect. Yeah. And I mean, it worked, you know. Did you see pictures of him dressed up as a mummy? Have you seen like evidence? Of oh, no, I got to experience full exp- hand. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. What you got to dis- what did he use to wrap himself up in like gauze? I'm honestly it looked like guy- it would be like gauze or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just like a bunch of gauze wrapped up. It was awesome. Dude. He definitely takes after his dad because that's a that's a yeah. commitment as well to kind of wrap mm-hmm. yourself up in gauze and just any because t- as much as I love Halloween and I'm curious if you're in the same boat, I don't see myself just sitting in a fake coffin or standing still on a porch scaring kids <laughs> in the most uncomfortable positions ever. So that is commitment. Like I don't see myself ever doing that, even though I I, right. I will totally give kids candy on Halloween and all that stuff, even though I'm never home. Um, but, you know, I'm always doing stuff that day. But I, it's the commitment that you love, man. No, regardless of, you know, family member, uncle, cousin, grandmother, grandfather, whatever, father, mom, just the the, the, the people that commit to stuff like that, Mm-hmm. For oh, for hours, and you see it today, oh, yeah. and I, it yep. always warms my heart. You know, like even last year, um, I, I went trick or treating, and I might have said this on the uh, the show last year, and I'll, I'll mention it briefly again here because I don't think you know the story. But I went out with my nieces and nephew trick or treating, and there was this house, and this woman was dressed up as a ghost in character, and there must have been about twenty to fifteen to twenty kids just you know around her hounding her for candy. And she's in character as this witch with this fake nose and ah oh, children yeah like <laughs> and I was like wow this woman like you could tell she it, nothing as makes me puts a bigger smile on my face makes me happy and seeing someone else that isn't oh, like yeah, us, you yeah. know like us it's a little different because it's like our whole lives revolve around horror Halloween oh, yeah, and stuff totally. and, and things of that nature but to see someone that's like an aunt or a mother or a sister yeah, just a normal everyday person who who still loves the holiday and this one time a year they can mm-hmm. be like your uncle a vampire yeah. or like your i guess your cousin technically right the mummy yeah, yeah. or this woman you know <laughs> as this witch yeah, last totally. year that i saw randomly and it's it's great man and, and i i like to see that people still have that fire for halloween and, and that's what makes it yeah. important you know what i mean that's what mm-hmm. makes it 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 shows these the younger generation, these seven, eight, nine year olds. It's creating memories for them. You know how this memory mm-hmm. with the coffin was created for you. You know, and I love that. Absolutely, man. I love. It. I'm the crazy yeah. uncle at this point. I think like you have, like you know, you <laughs> like I to my to my nieces and nephew. They probably think their aunt and uncle are both kind of fucking the weirdos. You know what I mean? The Adams family couple, uh, uh, family members, but. They'll always associate us with that, and I'm sure you oh, know, yeah. they're gonna have yep, memories in the absolutely. future. In 20 years, when they're mm-hmm. 30, they're gonna be talking about to their friends. You know, I have a, you know, I have a crazy uncle who's loves jack o' lanterns for some strange mm-hmm. reason. So, no, that's totally relatable. My nieces and my nephew, that's the same way here. Like uh, they know me as the Halloween uncle, and well, they know me as like the Ninja Turtle guy too because I collect that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. But like. When Halloween season comes around, we do uh, like a little thing in the backyard where I put my projector out. We watch whatever Halloween movie they want to watch, whether it's Halloween or if it's Trick or Treat or whatever, some horror movie. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that we've kind of done the last couple of years. So, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I I can totally relate to that. How old are your nieces and nephew? How how old are they? So, oh, Jesus, I'm horrible with this kind of stuff. But, <laughs> my bad. Uh, my bad's put you I on know the spot, Grammy. That one is, one is for sure. My, my oldest niece is probably around 17. Oh, she, now, perfect. Oh, so she can watch Halloween, Friday the 13th, and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yep. And she's totally into all That's that stuff. Cool. She's a very artistic human being. And, like, she likes to decorate and stuff like that for, yeah. for the holiday. And it's just, it's a lot of fun kind of <laughs> passing that down to other kids. Yeah. It's funny, my nieces and nephew, they're 
10 and like she's about to be the smaller one's about to be nine so mm-hmm. you know i've shown them i've like snuck and shown them like clips on youtube of like <laughs> freddy krueger because my sister-in-law <laughs> and brother-in-law are like you know would just not allow they're the parents that are like oh you don't have to deal with them waking up at 4 a.m scared because so like one of my nieces is, is terrified of the witches which with angelica houston you know the oh, okay. witches. Yeah. She is terrified. Yeah. She's like, don't put the witches on. She's so scared of it, <laughs> but loves goosebumps. Like, they all three of them love goosebumps. They love the haunted mask. They always remember because I love the haunted mask. And I've shown it to them. But I think they didn't want them to watch that because yeah. they were getting nightmares. But they're getting older. And it's like 10, 11, 12. That's, you know, all right. We'll play the original Halloween. Close your eyes when there's boobs, you know, and then, you know, so yeah, yeah, when, the, when yeah. the sex scene happens. So it's like you got to mm-hmm. butter them up. But you have a 17 year old niece. So it's like you can you can show them basically oh, every yeah, horror yeah. movie, and, you know, that exists. Yep. And she's totally into it, which makes it that much easier. Yeah. Like uh, it's it's great when you're not like pushing it on someone yeah. and feeling awkward. Like, hey, please like this. It's it's more like, yeah. oh, you're interested in this. All right. Well, maybe you'll like this and this. Yeah. And it's it's a good time kind of like reliving your memories and like yeah, you know, yeah. passing it down to the next one. That's a cool setup, man. Projector on Halloween playing whatever uh, mm-hmm. Halloween film they want to watch. That, that sounds dope, man. <laughs> Oh, it is. It's super dope. All right, Grammy. What, what's what's the next one? I can't wait to hear it. That was a great one about the uh, your uncle in that coffin. I might have to build. You know, I've always wanted to build a coffin. They only make they, not build one, but like the cardboard ones that you can like put. Oh yeah. I would never build one out of wood, but I've always mm-hmm. wanted. I always wanted a cooler coffin. That's what I. Uh, that's what I never. I never got one of those like inflatable ones that you can like put beer and soda in and stuff. Those are. Oh really man, cool. those are super dope. Yeah, I need to get yeah, one of those. I, I've, <laughs> I've thought about building a coffin myself, honestly. I, I, I might maybe try to pull it off this year if I get time, but uh, <laughs> if not, there's always next year. Grimy, if you do that, that must be documented and shared. So, <laughs> oh, it will be. <laughs> if you build a coffin, I, you need. I want videos, pictures. I want measurements, You'll have it. Dior- it. dioramas of what uh, <laughs> what what the measurements are going to be, the struggles you have. You have to do- a whole documentary. <laughs> Grimy builds a coffin for the Halloween season. <laughs> it's going down, man. Do, It'll happen. Do it, Grimy. Sooner or later. But yeah, Grimy, what's the other uh, next Halloween memory? Hit me with it. All right. So this one, I honestly don't know why this one sticks out to me so much, but it's like one of those perfect halloween like core memories for some reason so i'm i'm around probably three three or four it's like 1992 which kind of lines up to what i'm about to talk about um i don't think i was even in school or anything like that yet i was like waiting for my siblings to get out of school um so we're in the car me and my mom i don't really know where the hell we're going Uh, (laughs) we're just driving around it's kind of like dark dreary it's in the season you know it's like around october um, the radio's playing and they're pulling all the classics. You know, you got your Ghostbusters, the purple people, eat, purple people eater. Jesus. <laughs> um, it's early. <laughs> um, and of course, like stuff like the monster mash comes on and that's like the main one I remember listening to that day. And we're heading out to this surprise trip to McDonald's. All right. Pull up. We get a happy meal. And can you guess what this Happy Meal comes out in? Hmm. What it comes out in? 92. Is it going to is it a McBoot pail? <laughs> it's it's, it's a, the 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 green witch pail. Witch pail. Comes okay. out in a green witch pail. <laughs> I know it was one I knew it I, had to be one of them. <laughs> it's a, yeah, a pail of some sort. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure this is the one that has the uh the cookie cutter for the top of the yes. lid. Yeah, so one of that green witch one. That one I have I actually have it sitting next to me over here. It's probably my favorite of all of them. And it's like the later version. It's it's kind of a little bit more uh um detailed, I guess. It's not quite as minimal as the, the original ones. The cookie ones. cutter ones were dope. I don't have yeah, any. I don't, sweet. I don't possess any of those. Like unfortunately, I had them when I was a kid. I don't know what happened to them, but I do miss the uh the cookie cutter on top. Come on, McDonald's. Right. Bring those back. <laughs> And like at this point in time, I when I get a Happy Meal, I want the toy, you know, like of I, the toys <laughs> is where it's at. But for some reason, this pail was just enough for me. I thought that was the coolest fucking thing was getting a pail 
instead of a toy. It just, I mean, come on, this thing stole my heart. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, this thing's beautiful. So uh, this this is kind of the first half of this memory here. Uh, this wasn't like the peak of this this day either. Um, I got this is just the start of it here. Um, later on, when my siblings all came home. We end up going to uh, this grocery store called Bilo. My mom used to work at it back in the day. Um, I think you've mentioned that to too. Some... I think you've mentioned that. I'm, mom... I'm sure yeah. I mentioned that <laughs> at least have. once or twice. Because I remember me and Dave and... were like, "What? I've never heard of that store before." Yeah. <laughs> so, and I, I had to do some digging to make sure this wasn't exclusive just to my area. I don't remember if I brought this up to you guys or not, but. Uh, it doesn't look like it was just me because there's Google images of this happening all over the place. Um, did you ever see them make like a haunted house kind of thing out of like pop cans, like boxes of pop cans before where they would mm. like build like a display in the middle of a store or anything like that? So now when we say haunted house, do we legit mean like a haunted house with a scare actor oh, or like a, or like an advertisement that you can like walk through kind of like what Spirit Halloween does where they just build this facade and you just walk through it? It's it's very similar to yeah to the, to the second one. It's okay. there's not like an actual actor <laughs> it's not or like a, in there. So someone jumping out. There's the, one of the stock boys wearing no. a rubber mask. Even though that would be amazing jumping out at you. Uh, Honestly, they could have done something like that, and that would have just elevated it. But no, interesting. This is legitimately just like a pile of boxes of pop cans stacked up to make like a, a I don't know a rectangle shape or something. They put like a roof and everything on it. I do have a couple of pictures I'll send you here in a minute um, just to show you what they look like and what I'm trying to talk about here. But, I mean, as cheesy as this sounds, for some reason, this was like always the highlight of the area here. Like sounds when you would great. walk into Bilo yeah. and see these little like haunted walkthrough things. They weren't any longer than like, I don't know, your basement or whatever. Yeah. It's probably like 20 feet long and like uh, five to eight feet wide. I don't know what the actual dimensions probably were, but this is around the same time when like the universal monsters and stuff were like big on Pepsi and, and Frito-Lay. And like, I remembered seeing different standees and stuff being like in the beginning of those like little Honda walkthroughs and stuff. And, um, I actually want to say that Elvira was one of them too, where <laughs> she was like on the Barks root beer thing. I can't remember exactly, but yeah, so you'd walk into these little things and they might have like the little dismembered arm prop or whatever <laughs> might be hanging from the top or uh, a couple of them like real cheesy blood splatters that are like made out of, I don't I don't even, they're like a plastic kind of see-through yeah, jello yeah. looking substance. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we would go there, hang out and walk through there while my mom's grocery shopping and it just felt extremely Halloweeny for some reason. It was just over the top. You would have like the one that I remember specifically was like decked out in all kinds of webbing on the inside and on the outside. Wow. It just was they, really cool. They dude. went all out with even though it's just kind of you said pop or soda <laughs> cases. Yeah, yeah. Like popped around. Like that's interesting. So I mm -hmm. don't think I've ever I'm gonna I've, look for this photo I've really never, quick. So I can maybe send it in to New you. York City that wasn't a thing. Is what okay. I'm thinking. I, I'm, I, I don't recall ever going to a supermarket of any kind, even like a local one, not like a Pathmark or a Stop and Shop or whatever exists. I don't even think Stop and Shop was a thing in the early 90s. But I don't ever recall going through a, a little haunted house built. Oh, I'm looking at a picture of it right now. Yeah, Interesting. Dude. I have another one here, and it's a little bit better, but that's kind of the idea wow, there. Oh, no. Um, I might have – you know what might have happened to me? I might have walked past them and not realized you could walk into them, possibly. <laughs> it's maybe – because when you look at them, they're awesome. They do look like a soda display more than totally. anything, but you could walk through that little door. Interesting. Very interesting. Let me so, see if I so can wait. Find this other one. So, when you walk inside, they would just hang up severed limbs and severed kind of uh, like just body parts and fake blood. 
they wouldn't put oh yeah they would deck there. it out real well and like just put like little dismembered hands and stuff and just yeah yeah super goofy stuff but it, um, it's funny you mentioned the uh the elvira cutout and the you know the universal monsters being on display and, I, and that this definitely reminds me of that 100 percent. i have this really right. short memory I'll, I'll squeeze in between while you're finishing oh, your yeah. thought here so i remember so i lived in the bronx new york when i was till i was about maybe 10 years old and then I moved to Queens, okay. and this is kind of where I've been for the most part ever since. Um, I'm just—I just want to stop yeah. you. I feel like you can just fight people. Can you? <laughs> can you fight people? Have you ever fought anyone? It just sounds like it's such a hard thing to be told that, like, "Hey, dude, I grew up in the Bronx. I was 10 years old. Like, what? <laughs> you did? <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm a pretty tough guy. I'm a New Yorker through and through. So there's like nothing. <laughs> like, I'm. Sh- we joked about. We joked around. I forget. I think Manny and I uh, recently were joking around because you know. I'm like, all right, we have a lot of listeners that are not, a lot of our listeners are not from New York. A lot of them are from California yeah. and other states. And I'm like, are we two dudes that have thick New York accents and just don't realize it? You know? It's, it's there, dude. It's there. I don't hear it, but I know there's people that probably do. Um, so, yeah, when I, I was a fucking tough kid. I know everyone hears the Bronx and they're like, oh, listen, man, <laughs> the Bronx was a very different place in the late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, there were there were terrible areas, but I didn't grow up in like where I lived was not a bad area. Now, where my grandma okay. lived, you know, OK, it was a little it was a little rough, little, but I still do. I've got I've got you know what that that reminds me of a memory that I will get to later this, that this little conversation <laughs> brought back a Halloween memory that I will talk about a little later that I, I believe I did not ever mention on the show. But yes, I grew up in the Bronx, <laughs> like I was saying, until <laughs> I was about 10. And there was a supermarket and this was the off season of Halloween. OK, this was probably like. Maybe the summer, maybe spring, March, April, May, around that time. So Halloween was coming, but it was several months away. And I vividly have this strange kind of quick memory of just walking in with my mother. You know, obviously you're a kid, so you're looking at the cereal aisle. You're looking at the candy. You're looking at all the stuff that you want that your mom's like, you can have one, not all. Uh, You know, you can have one item. (laughs) And she's probably just buying something quick that she needs to make dinner or something. And I remember seeing an Elvira cutout. Now, I had seen them before on display during uh, the Halloween season. They had her next to whatever, root beer or Coors Light or whatever. Because she bounced around between beer and and soda or pop in your Mm -hmm. case. Uh, (laughs) She bounced around between, you know, advertising for for either company. Um, And what what ended up happening was I feel like so... All right, so I'm in the store, and I look up, and I I think most supermarkets had this. Maybe this was just in New York, but there was, like, a little window where the manager, I guess, could poke his head out. Like, you go upstairs one flight, and he could poke his head out and look out this little window to kind of see what's going on. Keep in (laughs) mind, this is, like, when I, I guess security cameras were VHS tapes and stuff like that. And for some strange reason, I was enamored by this the entire time I was in the supermarket, they took that Elvira standee and put her face at the window. So it was just oh, Elvira's face <laughs> looking out this little window in the supermarket. So, and again, this goes back to like obsession with horror, obsession with Halloween. I remember yeah. the entire time I was in that supermarket. I don't remember what I bought. I don't remember what my mother got. I don't remember the rest of the day. But I vividly remember that Elvira face poking out of that window, just staring at everyone in the supermarket. (laughs) And I was probably the only person looking up at it. And I was just obsessed by just this, this weird, like, I I don't know why I enjoy, it was just, it, I, I, it, 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 it struck a chord with me. And I guess, again, that's why I'm obviously obsessed and love everything Halloween and horror related because stuff like that stuck with me. Fucking weirdo, weird memory that I wanted to share here that came out of nowhere. (laughs) Uh, But I'm looking at this second image here. Dude, this looks fucking amazing. This one here is a lot more what uh, I'm used to seeing here. Wow. This image, just fucking unreal. I mean, (laughs) this is exactly what it looks like. Dude, this entire haunted house you're showing me is literally made up of A&W boxes, cases of soda, and sun kiss. 
And, and I love that they have the uh, the little door here. The, it's like made out of the. It's like a tablecloth. I know a lot of this stuff is yeah <laughs> tablecloth. It's like has that that plastic uh, garbage bag feel to it. Yeah, um, yeah. They have yeah. that in the the door, and they have another one for the window. Like, dude, it, this is it to a T. This is exactly what I'm talking about. And the fucking cobwebs everywhere, just decked out in the coolest way. And I mean, that's a long play. That's a long display there. You know, it's not so some work went super into this. small. Some work. Yeah, yeah, someone. <laughs> yeah. And it just makes me wonder, like, how many of these were they like, oh, well, we run out. We're going to have to just start dismantling this haunted house and sell them. I'm just curious, like, what what was the thought process through this and how did they make it work? And uh, it's <laughs> like a ton of work. They probably leave it up and just take all the cobwebs and shit off of it and just allow people to buy. What's funny is you don't ever see this much soda in a supermarket anymore. I can't think no, of the last time like I saw that. this much root beer. Mm-hmm. I love root beer, yeah. but I, have, I don't know when was the last time I've seen this much root beer on display. Now, right. to go back to your memory with this this monstrosity, and I, I say that in a good way. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> thing. Were you scared to walk into it? Were you like a little bit like shook? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> it's it's true. Like my, I remember the first one I walked through, and it was this time. Okay. My brother was in there. And yeah. My brother's he's a little bit older than me, about five years older than me. He would like hype it up like it was the scariest fucking thing. It's like, oh, you don't want to go in there. There's zombies and, and stuff <laughs> in there. Freddy Krueger like, oh, is man. actually in. This is where he lives. He lives yeah. inside the soda yeah. aisle in the supermarket. Exactly. <laughs> like, it terrified me to walk in this thing. But I remember going in, like, just a little bit and being like, nah, I, I need to get out of here. But, I mean, this is, like, the store my mom worked at. So, yeah. like, we were always going there for groceries and, like, uh, she'd go there to like pick her check up or whatever, yeah. like just random shit like that, constant going there and back and forth. And so I had my opportunity once or twice to, to do it by myself. And, oh, it's just one of them things that really stuck with me. <laughs> I could picture little grimy hyping himself up to walk through a soda, <laughs> a haunted house made up of, of just soda, bot- cases of root beer. And Pepsi, yeah. <laughs> like I, like all Absolutely, right, man. you're like nine. You're like I can do this. I can do this. I got this, man. I got this. And then you walk mm-hmm. through it, and you probably walk out, and you're like patting yourself on the back. Oh, there was nothing in there. <laughs> Good just, job, little buddy. <laughs> little grimy. Just all that was uh, in there was fake severed ha- arms and legs, and maybe mm-hmm. like really shitty Halloween cutouts that we all love now, but at the time didn't appreciate as much. We were like, ah, these are nothing, dude. I don't remember walking through any of these that's crazy oh man it's it's upsetting because i feel like it must have been like a uh i don't even know just like wherever you grew up in i guess it must just be like a regional kind of thing where some places did it and other places did not like i could totally understand it from like the point of view of maybe the, the Bronx wasn't like the best place to do it. <laughs> I don't think Queen, I don't think anywhere in New York City was probably the best place to do it at any that's time. Kinda, yeah, that's kind of yeah. That's the one place you don't want to walk into. You got fucking yeah. Larry. Someone's cousin is hanging out in there, fucking rolling up a joint or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> Who's in there? Is is that Freddy Krueger? Nah, man. Fucking that's Mikey's the fucking in there rolling Mi- a dube. Mikey's on his fucking break right now. I was fucking rolling a blunt that he's in a smoke yeah. on his break. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't. I never. So it's funny because you know, even the city, even New York City, all the boroughs—Bronx, Queens, Brooklyn, Manhattan—you know, maybe upstate or Long Island, Nassau County. You could have seen because, you know, I even will talk to like Dave or Manny, who are a little bit older than me, only a couple of years, who both grew up. You know, Manny grew up in Queens. Dave grew up in in, in Long Island, which isn't far. You know what I mean? Right, Manny right. and I are both, you know, he was in Queens his entire life. And I was in Queens for like literally three quarters of my life. And hmm. even in the early 2000s, like late 90s, early 2000s, when I was here in the I, I got here on the mid 90s, I got to Queens. And, you know, I was in Woodhaven, which is a a lot of families. So stuff like this would, you know, they had like a town haunted house. Like they built a little haunted mm. house in Jamaica Avenue, which was is an avenue literally not far from where I live now. And right. they did stuff like this. So 
I, ju- I, I don't think it's a regional thing. I just think it's something I never came across my entire just life. Just kind of missed it. Yeah, I yeah. missed it. Now, the displays, I vividly remember seeing the Elvira standees. I just told my mm. story of seeing one not even during – like it was off season. It wasn't even during the Halloween season. And I remember seeing those and the, 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 the Dracula cutouts and things like that and all the, the boo pails and all that stuff from McDonald's. I saw all this stuff but never saw this. Fun. Really weird. Yeah. Never, never had an opportunity to walk through one of these bad boys, and I'm quite envious of you, grimy, that you were ever to, you were able to <laughs> fucking see this. Yeah, man. Yeah, I definitely don't see this being it's built dope. in the Bronx. The Bronx, hell no. no. It's like Escape <laughs> from New York over there. Um, yeah, yeah, I could understand that. No, if there's any Bronx <laughs> listeners, listen, you're my people. I love you. I don't even want to go to the fucking Bronx now in 2023. So imagine. <laughs> so uh, I can't imagine. Uh, uh, listen, listen, Grammy. I'm allowed to say it. I'm allowed. Born, born and raised New Yorker, man. I could, I could say, I could say it though. Oh, go off, I don't man. See, go off. I do not see these popping up in the Bronx in 1993 <laughs> at all. I don't think anyone was playing this shit. In the, they would put up a lot. They would put up decorations. I saw a lot of decorations as a kid. A lot of trick or treating. A lot of stuff. You know, in in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. But yeah, I don't see these. I don't see these flying. A lot of theft was happening yeah. inside of these. <laughs> yeah, so, I could tell. Someone was stealing the carton of <laughs> fucking milk and uh, some eggs and shit. They were like, "Put this in your bag inside the haunted house." Hurry up! Hurry up in the backpack <laughs> as they walk out. So yeah, man. I, I, listen, I'm sure in the suburbs in Pennsylvania and fucking Ohio oh yeah, dude. And the shit the mi- like that. middle of bumfuck yeah. down this way, there's there's they can get away with I'm this sure kind of stuff. No one's were, causing nothing trouble I, or anything. I'm sure it's, they were, there was some theft. I'm sure teenagers were going in there and stealing Oreos and shit like that. So, you know, come on, happens everywhere. So. Uh, it was probably mostly me. And you know, these old supermarkets, they have them like big glass containers yeah. full of candy. I was just grabbing candy and going in there and scarfing it down. <laughs> Grammy, you're, yeah, you're, I can see it. You're from the Bronx in spirit. There you go. <laughs> you're st- in spirit, <laughs> I'm there with you. I am. Oh man, I'm hard in spirit. South Bronx, in, in the in, <laughs> there you go. In, in, at heart, that's what Grammy was. Steven, like he's from the Bronx in 1993 or 94. That's right. <laughs> oh man. So, uh, <laughs> speaking of the Bronx, we can talk about my brief. And again, I don't think I mentioned this on the show, possibly, but I, don't, I might have not. If not, I'm going to tell you the story. Grab me. Um, so I'm in my grandma's neighborhood, right? Okay. And, and this was the Bronx. For some reason. So you think of scarecrows. What do you think of? The a farm. Ooh, I think of when I think of scarecrows. Just yeah, a scarecrow. yeah, farm kind of. Farm, yeah. autumn. You know, you think of like haystacks, haunted houses, or you think of, you know, a scarecrow in the haunted attraction way where they're come to life and they're evil evil scarecrow like yeah, dark matter yeah. the scarecrow and like scarecrows that great movie from the believe late 80s so yeah in the bronx for some reason and this was during halloween time this was the halloween season in the like mid early to mid 90s so my grandma lived in a neighborhood I, I, I was there a lot, never saw anything terrible. I heard it was kind of rough. Again, it was the Bronx in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, I have a lot of nostalgic memories in that neighborhood. All good, not bad. So this is one of the good ones. And this goes back to me being enamored by kind of, you know, spooky shit. You know, I love how you're like you're talking up the Bronx. You're like, I have a lot of memories with the Bronx. All good. You're not really you're selling it so well. Yeah, <laughs> they good. Listen, man, if you guys, if any of the listeners are not from New York and you're from other states, I'm sure you've heard a lot of negative shit about the Bronx. And there's not a lot. Listen, I have a lot of good memories in the Bronx. And this is something I found kind of just interesting when I when I was there a lot in the early 90s. So, yeah, so it was a Halloween season. And we, I, I know I've talked about my love of the bootleg jason bootleg hockey mask they sold and they still oh, to yeah, this day so, yeah. so dave's talked about it i know you love it grimy you love the mm-hmm. a classic bootleg jason mask absolutely so yeah. so for some reason there were there were a lot of bodegas in my grandma's neighborhood obviously a lot of families as well and there was this one store up the hill and i always called it the store you don't want to go to because there was always one or two characters hanging out in front god knows what they were doing but one morning, you know, I wake up with my grandma. We go like, you know, go get like breakfast or something in the, in the neighborhood, and we're walking, and I notice on a on a light pole because you know in, in, here in New York we've got these giant street lights that hang over the streets and stuff. Mm. 
for some reason, someone hung a dummy <laughs> from some, from one of these walls, fully decked out with pants, shirt, oh, pair, of, wow. pair of Tims, because, of course, it's New York. You got to have the Tims oh, on the yeah, dummy. You gotta have Tims. And a bootleg Jason mask hanging. <laughs> now, it wasn't hanging like a lynching or anything like that. Okay. See, that's it, where I thought you were no, going to go with it. It was like a scarecrow. Like, it had its hands up. And it was, dude, it was a dummy. And it, I love that they added the bootleg Jason mask. So someone for Halloween, for some fucking reason, hung. The, it looked like a person was just uh, yeah. hanging out up there. And they stuck this Jason mask. And me being the little weirdo kid that I was that loved horror and loved Halloween. I was obsessed with it. Dude, and this dummy stayed there for months. Halloween came and went. Christmas came. That shit was up there for months to the point that I think it started to like kind of decay and fall apart. Like that's the, dope. The, that's the, kind of dope. The, the boots fell off of it. The pants fell off of it. And at one point, it was just like a torso. And it was eerie looking. The first I'm like, why did they do this? So even in the hood, they've got, they've got love for <laughs> Halloween. This was not like a gang thing. This wasn't like a, a, a you know, kind of weird lynching, strange thing. Like this, I, was, I was going to say, it was like, man, so like they, no. they hung this guy up by his neck. Or no, what? no. That's, that's cool. They like still... its arms were out. I believe it was holding like a, one of those like really shitty Halloween sickles too. Oh, nice. And then a, a nice. bootleg Jason mask. And it was just fucking hanging there. And I sometimes think, That's I'm like, cool. you know, if it was 2023 and someone did that, that shit would have been taken down. Like, oh, it wouldn't fly. In a snap. No. It would have been gone the same yeah. day. I love how it was able to stay up for months. They were able mm. to keep the fucking scarecrow dummy hanging from the streetlight. He just sat there for months. And, and you know, in that neighborhood, I, I remember kids trick-or-treating. I went trick-or-treating there. And all the stores gave out candy, all the people in the building, a lot of families, man. And they always, you know, always celebrated. And and even if, you know, the shady characters at the bodega up the block that, that you don't want to go to are the people responsible <laughs> for hanging the dummy. Even they had the even they had the Halloween spirit that year and wanted to yeah, kind of entertain the neighborhood with this Jason Voorhees scarecrow dummy hanging from the light post. And I always I'll always remember it, man. It's a memory I'm sharing here on my podcast. <laughs> you know, and it happened in the that's Bronx. That's a good one. It happened in the Bronx. That's, that's man. good. It happened in my the only Bronx. Question, my only question is uh, how many pairs of shoes were hanging around them? It's funny. You know, I, you know I've had this conversation <laughs> with, 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 with my wife because, you know, you don't see it that often. You know, it's always, you know, when you watch old movies and, yeah. and you see shots of New York City. And you, like more of the urban areas, you, you you see like the sneakers over the. You don't see that oh, that yeah, often. Yeah. As a kid, I did see it a lot, but not as much mm-hmm. as you'd think, um, compared to like what you'd see probably in other neighborhoods. The neighborhood neighborhoods I lived in never really did that. Every now and then, you'll see a pair of sneakers hanging off of like a. The electrical wire. <laughs> electric wire. Yeah, yeah we know. got that around here too. Everyone I don't know does if it's it. like dudes selling math or if it's just kids <laughs> being dickheads or what, but yeah. Well, I, I believe. Either would surprise me. I believe, and I don't know if this is true, it's supposed to like symbolize if you left the neighborhood, you leave your sneakers. And, yeah, you know, something like that. It's something yeah. like that. There's also a funny thing, and this is a tangent I want to share, and I learned this recently. Did not know this. Speaking of shoes, this has nothing to do with Halloween or 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 horror or the Bronx. <laughs> but I didn't know this. Now, we've talked about it. Uh, Derek had me on your show to talk about amusement parks, about Universal Studios a while back. Um, I'm a big fan of the Jaws ride that used to exist oh, yeah. in Orlando. Big fan. Been mm-hmm. on it. Hundred of times, R.I.P. Jaws the ride no longer exists. Fucking Harry Potter took its place. Um, but I didn't know that when, because the ride has these skippers that are the tour guides of the boat. Okay. So you've got the skipper. They kind of drive the boat, even though it's on a track. But you don't know that. And right, the yeah, shark, the shark attacks the boat. You know they have a gun. They try to kill the shark. Yada, yada, yada. Go on YouTube if you've never written this ride. Watch the YouTube video. It's amazing. So apparently, and I read I read a book about the attraction recently. When the um, a, a person that's a skipper either quits or moves on in their career to become a manager or something like that in the, in the, in the amusement park, in the resort, 
they leave their shoes or left, I should say, because the ride no longer exists, left their shoes in an area on the ride. And maintenance people would have to go and remove them because it would fuck up the, you know, the illusion, the ambiance of the ride. So I thought that was interesting. You mentioning kind of people leaving shoes. I thought that was really interesting that they did this even on an attraction, like on a ride. And yeah, they were like all people like in this book I read, they'd be like, oh, did you the guy that wrote the book would interview these people that were ex skippers? Like, oh, did you leave your shoes on the ride and some of them be like, yeah, I left them in the, in the dock or in the, there's like a scene <laughs> where you're indoors in this boating, I guess, house or fishing house and they would leave it in there. So yeah, leaving shoes. They did it. They Wild, even did it man. on the Jaws ride. So I thought I'd share that here. If you didn't know Crazy. that for any, any amusement park enthusiasts, and it goes back to nostalgia and kind of Halloween, even though it's Jaws. So, Hey, yeah. wait a second, folks, that ain't flipper. That's a shark. I think he's looking for lunch, and I think George is on the menu. Hey, George, buddy, get out of the water, huh? Help, help, help! Oh, George, don't go! Well, George had a lot of guts. There they are. So those were Halloween Memories Part 4. Grimy, thank you for sharing those glorious, spooky memories. Oh yeah, always happy to share. It's it's this was a blast. I really enjoyed doing this, and I uh, I hope to do more in the future, man. This is this was fun. You're not going anywhere, Grammy. You're not going anywhere. <laughs> Where can people find you in the Leftover Pizza Podcast? So you can check us out over on Instagram. That is at Leftover Pizza Podcast. We share all kinds of good stuff over there. Um, you can check us out online on our website, leftoverpizzaclub.com. I think I messed it up last time I said this. I only said leftoverpizza.com. It is definitely leftoverpizzaclub.com. You can listen to us on basically all the streaming platforms right now, wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at Haunted Hangover. Head over to hauntedhangover.com to check out our Patreon page for extra bonus spooky content. And as always, remember, the best cure for a hangover is more booze. Catch you guys later.